You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. I'm Andre Pru from underwinereview.ca. And I'm Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. I can't believe we got that out first thing this time. I know, we got distracted on the last podcast. We did. Um, I We're going to talk scuttlebutt. Yes, scuttlebutt. Like, like a bunch of different rumors and scuttlebutts that we hear, vintage, wineries, things like that. So this is just all things that we have heard or is in the wind. And more specifically, we're going to be talking about the 2017 harvest. Correct. And then we'll get on to some other crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's... Wait, what other crazy shit? Are we going off the menu? We're going to go off the menu. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, and I was just talking to you before this. Like, I've been writing about wine since 2010. And I can say straight up from talking to winemakers, this vintage definitely looks like it was the most challenging vintage I've ever had a chance to I, uh, witness. I have talked to three or four uh, winemakers, uh, Brian Schmidt, um, Greg McDonald both come to mind, and the word on their lips was miracle vintage. It yep. really was that you know, uh, kind of vintage where everybody was like, I don't know if we are going to get a harvest of grapes. And mid-August, everybody was like, this is it. I, we're, you know, we're going to get into the juice business. Yep. And uh, by the end of, or mid-October, they were they were dancing down the vineyards, uh, or dancing in them anyway, because from basically September through mid-October, they had summer. Yes. And it was interesting to see, because um, I, I'm, I bought a little bit of Pinot Noir this year, and just to be able to keep... I and I on the sugars to see how quickly things developed in that hot snap at the end of September. And uh yeah. Just I don't think I don't think anyone I spoke to ever said there was not going to be a harvest for this year. But I mean I It was going to be a difficult harvest and what they were wondering how much rosé was going to be uh, yes, be made. That's 100%. And how much, you know, should we be picking for sparkling and should Ontario 2017 be an all sparkling vintage? But I mean, that's uh, so that's interesting. So maybe one thing we can just say is if there's any year that's sort of a testament to good and bad vintage, I mean, there's challenging vintages, but we are going to get great wine from this year. Uh, yeah, of course, we're going to get great wine. And, and it all depends on, you know, the winemaker and the winery and what they did. You know, but, I, but I also it, heard that, you know, because of all the rain that we got in the early part of the season, that a lot of, of vineyards had a lot of rot and had mm-hmm. to drop everything. Mm-hmm. I've, I did hear that too, depending on how aggressively people wanted to spray. Because uh, and and- I saw some Syrah come in at one winery in the middle of October, and the fruit was so pristine it looked photoshopped. Yeah, it was all about, you know, how you... This was about vineyard management. This really was. Uh, talking to Adnan Isel at iSellers, yes. he, he was very worried. Uh, yes. At the end of August, he said he was looking at... Just touching uh, 19 bricks on his Pinot, and uh, when he picked it, I'm going to say middle to late September, he was looking at 24-7, so he was thrilled. So that brings the other thing, though, and, and I mean, it's one thing that, that I learned, especially this year, is you can hit your sugar, that's all, all fine and well, especially since we got that, that heat snap, but we still need the fruit to taste phenolically ripe. And I know by asking and poking around with a couple of winemakers, I think there is some concern that we're going to end up with some very weedy green Cabernet Franc this year. Uh, you know what? I tasted some with Brian uh, Schmidt. He 
you know, he's got that optical sorter. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the, he's got the magic toy. And um, you know, I tasted the juice. It it uh, it tasted good. It didn't have any of that weediness. So it really is going to be all about, you know, how you how vineyard management was about when you picked the fruit. Did you wait long enough? Uh, I think we're going to see some excellent wine. I think we're going to see some mediocre wine, and I think we're going to see some poor wine. It's just, uh, you know what? And but, I hate to say it, and that I'm not, and I'm not just bashing Ontario for that. What I'm saying is that happens pretty much in every region of the world. Yes. Depending on your vintage, depending yes. on who you are, depending what you're good at. Yes. Some wineries make great Riesling, but they don't make good Cab Franc. Yes. Some make great Cab Franc, but they make a shitty Chardonnay. I know that hurts you when I say that. Oh, but they just do. a they little just, bit. They, so, so they're that, not all. Not everybody makes great wine across the board. There are very few wineries that do that. So, so that being said, without generalizing, because obviously there's so much planted in the province, but I think the things we're going to be keeping an eye for next year will be rosé. Yeah, I think we're going to have some great rosés. We're going to really, end up with some really interesting yeah. rosé. Uh, rosé blends, a lot of Cabernet Sauvignon rosé. I would, I would have to believe we're going to see a lot of that. Riesling, Riesling will be interesting. Riesling will be interesting. Chardonnay will still be interesting. Chardonnay will be interesting. Sparkling wines, so if we've got the patience for three years, that those the acids would hopefully be searing on on some, some of, of these. Them. Some of them, but the, you know, we also got a lot of rain, so we got a lot of plump grapes. So yeah. Lots of juice. I I understand now. I'm I'm not. Uh, 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 I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but I understand that for some wineries, this was even bigger than the 2013 harvest, which is. The biggest in Ontario's history, the, yes. you know, for tonnage-wise. This may beat it. And that's just in terms of fruit being plump. Plump, and, yeah. And lots, of, lots of liquidated fruit. I mean, it, so, I mean, it is one thing if you're listening to this podcast and you don't grow grapes. Uh, the general expression is that to get grapefruit, you need it to struggle. So you want a little bit of heat. You don't want it to rain a whole lot because grapes are lazy. And if you water them, they will soak up. All that water. Oh yeah, the roots will come right to the top. They yeah. won't go dig down. They won't look for that, you know, those minerals and that the uh, the water that's that's. And all that water way. will go right right into the berries. And Correct. I mean, it's it's probably not as dramatically watered down as you're picturing in your head, but I mean, it will have an impact on the concentration. Yeah, it's of the not flavors it's not the, the Italian green grapes that you pick up in the grocery no. store that are the size of your fist. No, but uh, you know, they're they're just more plump. There's not as much skin to juice ratio or there's more more juice to skin ratio instead of less which is so what you really we mean. are recording this on november 21st uh and it will be heard the next Probably week early december I, I think it will, this will be november 28th if you're listening to this it's november 28th it's the following tuesday is that what I'm all right and by then i think most people will be done their harvest, probably with the exception of Stratus. Earlier today, you learned I'm not pretty good with numbers. No. Uh, 26 comes before 25. Yeah. You know that, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Now, it, there's a couple other scuttlebutts I'd like to, you know, uh, talk with you about. One, one you know intimately. Okay. And um, so there was a rumor going around. So we're talking about harvest, yes. first of all. So let's move off of harvest and okay. let's talk to the scuttlebutt that's going around okay. uh, the industry. So, as some people uh, may have heard, Coyotes Run is closing down. Yes. Now there's there's rumors that they aren't, that they are. There's rumors that they're not paying their bills. There's yes. all kinds of rumors going around of what's going on. But one of the biggest rumors that was going was the Tweed, I believe. Yeah, which the is parent a, company is Canopy Growth. Okay, so they. We're buying it and going to plant a weed farm, for yes. lack of a better term. Yep. And you went out and you found something. 
Yeah, when I emailed the company, I mean, it sort of put the rumor to, to bed pretty quickly was that uh, that Canopy Growth had purchased an adjacent property that they already own. I'm fairly certain. Is, is, is that the property with all the barbed wire around it? Probably could be, yes. <laughs> right next to Admin ISIL's property. And probably now an electric fence and a and something big like dog. That. But, I mean, they said that they did not purchase the property. I mean, just sort of doing a little bit of, of digging, too. Like, this parent company, Canopy Growth, is a legit company. If they were ever to buy a property in Niagara, trust me, they would be letting people know it's a publicly traded company with a $2 billion valuation. And you, you, what other rumors have you heard that uh, that you would like to get out there, get on the chest, or or totally kibosh completely? Ooh, I, I actually, I really don't think that I have any any other rumors. Like, things have been pretty quiet. Like, the, the weed story was... Like that, that was a really exciting week to kind of see how the story that was developed and, and unfolded. Uh, it seems like a lot of... There seems to be a period of stability right now. Everyone's been crazy, optically sorting grapes and, and finishing harvest. Finishing so harvest. So the uh, I can I can honestly tell you that I wandered into one of our speaking of wineries that are kind of going into the tubes. Uh, I walked into uh, Blaley. Uh, okay. Myself wandered through. There has been nothing new made since yes. uh, since the winery was purchased. Everything yes. is just old. Old stuff. Yep. Um, and what I really would like to know is, and if anybody out there does know, uh, what has happened to John Chang. That's it. That's all I just want to know what happened to him. He was arrested in China. Yes. Uh, for uh, importing fraud, yeah. fraudulent ice wine. or Arrested or... but not convicted yet. And, and I have been keeping an eye, eye on the story, but I do think this is something that, um, if you're listening to this podcast, I can assure you Michael and I will be doing some digging digging on this story because it is it is something really worth keeping an eye on because it is a damn shame what has happened to that winery and i mean there is a problem now with what seems to be foreign ownership and i'm going to use the word foreign ownership coming in purchasing really well established wineries in niagara and then thrashing them letting them letting them go and i don't know what i don't know what their plan was i I suspect, and this is my own supposition, that they wanted to do what John Chang was doing, and then when he was caught and put on trial in July, that everything kind of stopped. You couldn't do that anymore because the Chinese government was was wise well, to the. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting to and see. That's just my supposition. Well, it's interesting to to see. Well, I mean, you, you haven't said anything. You haven't said anything that'll get you sued yet, Michael. No, but I'm just, um, I'm just saying. But if anybody knows what happened to john chang because he the, he went on trial in july and i, I check the internet i i google yeah. a lot but i mean it. all that stuff is, is is out there like if if michael if you or i were arrested that would be public information i think the, the well he was arrested in china it's not always that's public it. The, the road the roadblock we're going to come up against is uh the fact that this is all happening in, in, in china in a foreign country yeah um but it's just sad. I just, I just, I, I find it sad about Laylee. I find it sad about Coyote's run. Uh, up until the end of October, now early November, uh, I was sad about the vintage. But then suddenly, everybody's so thrilled about it. So there's some. You know, there's this some... is this is the, I, I'm ex, I'm excited uh, about the vintage. I mean, like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I'm going to be crazy excited to rush out and buy some Cabernet Sauvignon from 2017. But I'm looking forward to taste it because this is going to be a year where. We see 
who's managing their vineyards properly and who's making their wine properly. What, what I think I'm probably most excited about, and I don't, I don't do a lot of barrel tasting. I, I can't make a note of a barrel tasting, um, and I, and I don't because. You know, some people go out there and they go, oh, I love that. I'm going to give it a 96 and it's not even in bottle yet. And then if it hits bottle and it's changed, how do you say, oh, it was a 96 when actually now it's a 92 or maybe Okay, okay, but, but Michael, are you someone who likes trailers for movies? I do like trailers for movies, yes. That, to me, that's what a barrel taste is. True, but I, I, I don't score a trailer. No, you don't score a trailer. Okay, but, and you, don't, you should not score a wine that's, that's still in barrel. Yeah. I just think that's, it's ludicrous. But I am looking forward to getting into some uh, winery cellars and tasting some of that uh, 2017 juice, as I did with Brian Schmidt, and seeing you know where where it is. Is it weed? It'll be nice green? to see how it develops yeah, for sure. See that that I think because because it is such a tough vintage. Yeah, but we are going to end up with great wine out of it. We, we we both know that it's just going to be who. Yeah, it's going to be who. Like this is going to be. We'll we'll see who's Ontario will become Whoville. Yeah, exactly. I'm Michael Pincus from wait, wait, Michael Pincus. Oh, wait. What? I just wanted to add one more thing to the Lele oh. thing because there are there, there are rumors around Lele that have sort of been quashed. But I mean, when that sale went through, there were all the rumors that they were ripping up all these old vineyards. And I was told that the vineyards are still intact and I have no idea what's happening to them, if they're being managed, if there's fruit there. But apparently nothing has been ripped up where the original rumor was Lele was turning into an ice wine house. Well, as I said, nothing is uh, nothing is new. Like yes. all their wines go back to 2014, 2013. Uh, there wasn't anything new on the show. It was it was shocking to walk through uh, and realize that, that nothing has been made since um, uh, since the Laleys left and since Derek Barnett has vacated the property. Nothing has gone. I don't know where that wine is yeah. because you just know that there was stuff made in 2015. There was stuff made in 2016. Where is that? Where is that wine? I don't know. It's probably rotten in a warehouse somewhere. Probably. We'll never know. I guess it's... we'll have to try to reach what, out to later. What are you, the guy from Unsolved Mysteries? Probably. What's going on? <laughs> Anyways, we will never know. The truth is out there. Yeah. Okay, Mulder. <laughs> I'm Andre Prue from underwinereview.ca. Just remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review. We love hearing what you think. Direct angry phone calls at Michael. You always want to say that. <laughs> uh, I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Uh, this was kind of fun. The little speculation that we have going on. Uh, yeah. It's all a lot of, a lot of conjecture. And uh, I hope that uh, when you are leaving um, your comments, that, uh, that they're constructive or they help us find the root of these dilemmas. We'll take an anonymous phone call if it'll help us get to the bottom of some of these questions. All right. I'm in. Good night! Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.